cast right ahead. Welcome to Video High, your B-movie education. Today's assignment is Titanic, the animated movie. The legend goes on. Before we set sail, let's take the roll call. Casey Regan? Titanic, the animated movie? No, neither. But <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. Greg Hansen? Well, many people have taken umbrage with the title Titanic, the animated movie, The Legend Goes On, for essentially having three titles crammed into one <laughs> fitting considering what this is <laughs> some have noted that the word legend in this context denotes that the titanic was not in fact a real occurrence but i believe i am the first to point out that the original title is titanic la leganda continua which we we butcher from the legend continues to the legend goes on? <laughs> Much like our heart. <laughs> like a heart. <laughs> Josh Rob? You know the thing about a cheap cartoon? It's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes. <laughs> like a doll's eyes. Oh, you just won a lot of points with me, man. <laughs> when he comes at you, it doesn't seem to be living until he starts rapping at you. <laughs> so 2,200 souls went into the water. 706 souls come out. And the tunes took the rest. April the 15th, 1912. That was more educational than the movie. <laughs> anyway, we delivered the rapping dog. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Kennedy. It's Sarah Jane's first day of work at her exciting new job. She has first day jitters, but she almost can't concentrate on work because her boss's son who shares her cubicle is an absolute dreamboat. Can she balance the perfect career with the perfect man? Meanwhile, a troop of lovable rodents who live in the building embark on their own dream to have breakfast in a restaurant on top of the world. This Christmas, a new animated movie for the whole family. It's 9-11. <laughs> animated movie the legend goes on i did jamie i kid you not i was thinking that while watching the movie because my mom was like it's this is kind of disrespectful because this actually happened and i was like yeah it'd be like making like 9 11 like the legend goes on and today we have a very special guest and the person responsible for bringing us this animated masterpiece. He's an editor known for the Harley Quinn animated series and Merry Little Batman, which is out now on Amazon Prime. It's Andy Yun. I am genuinely impressed that this movie won 11 Oscars. I haven't figured out what they were all for. Oddly not best animated movie. Because the category didn't exist yet. Oh, That's true. You're right. yeah. So that otherwise it could have taken it. Fade in, Venice, Italy, 1997. The morning sun reflecting off a cascading river of gondolas. The historic statues, the scenic architecture, the pizza pie and a pasta sauce. We don't see any of that. Instead, we're inside a packed movie theater as the credits roll on James Cameron's Titanic. Oh, yeah. oh, me. Oh. 
Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Oh, mamma mia. Now that's a spicy feature film, a real lunger matraggio. What an epic tale. I can't believe all of this actually happened. Eh, squabble squatch. What a disgrace to the memory of the slain and the dignity of the survivors. That Hollywood garbage is not how it happened at all. Well, uh, how do you know, old man? Why, because I was aboard that ill-fated ship all those years ago. You, you were? My God, Mamma Mia, the things you must have seen. Please, sir, won't you regale me with your story of La Titanica so that one day you can share it with the world? It's been 84 years. <laughs> the old man closes his eyes solemnly. That weird little guitar from The Godfather plays My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> I'll never forget boarding that magnificent ship. Oh, there were three classes. The rich, the poor, and of course all the talking animals. Oh, we had Yiddish mice, the wise-cracking crows, and various ambiguous yet still overtly stereotypical cats and dogs. Oh, they came from many lands, and wore tiny little jackets, and sang songs of their home countries. Oh, wait. Uh, so there were, uh, like, uh, little talking animals running around and singing Irish she-santies? Ah, don't be ridiculous! They mostly performed upbeat Spanglish mariachi ballads about how everything was mucho gusto. Although a Scottish terrier invented hip-hop and breakdancing in the cargo of the ship uh, 80 years ago. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, but even in an era of such great depression, our spirits were strong, and we knew when it was a party time. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess uh, that love story between uh, uh, Jacques and Rose and all of the diamond necklace stuff was, uh, what, fake, huh? Oh, no. That was all actually all too real. But instead, the man was rich and the woman was poor. And they never did anything unseemly like boink doinks in a car. Instead, they expressed their timeless love by dancing together several times to the same song. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, also, the woman worked for her stepmother and two evil stepsisters because she lost her parents somehow, and the only thing she had from them was a diamond locket, which actually was the most valuable thing on the ship, and 90% of the passengers knew about it somehow, so they were all trying to steal it, of course. Were there, like, uh, any polizia on board trying to catch the criminals? Oh, in those days we didn't have police. We had talking dogs and eccentric detectives that wore intricate disguises, which they'd only take off if somebody didn't realize they were a detective. And also, just to circle back, the woman's mother was on the ship the whole time working as a nanny for her lover, and despite meeting several times, the birth mother and stepmother didn't recognize each other. Well... It's uh, incredible that you survived such a harrowing journey considering how many unfortunate souls died drowning in frozen waters that awful night. Oh, actually, and I can't stress this enough, barely anyone actually died that night unless they voluntarily <laughs> chose to stay on the ship for no apparent reason. No, thankfully, the talking dolphins guided all four of our light bulbs with ample room safely to shore, as well as the talking animals who saved the head chef in a big old pot of a marinara sauce. Oh, mamma mia. But it was tragic watching that unsinkable ship go down, and then watching it go down again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. It, it wasn't all mucho gusto. 
But now, thanks to this talentless hack, James Cameron, the world will never know what truly happened that night. Old crazy man, I'ma tell your story, but I'll use animation. Every frame rate imaginable, her shots will look so good. Want to use them like uh, seven or eight times throughout the movie. And I'll make two versions. One, 80 minutes long, and one, a slightly shorter. Uh, but, you know, we just move around all the different songs. And our acting, and our writing, and our cinematography, and our music will be much, much different than this whole. And God has my witness. Our credits will be at twice as long as despite only having a fraction of the crew. Small, shorter movie, you know? Well, you'd better hurry. I told another young man my tale a few hours ago, and he said he was going to do the exact same thing. Oh, please. You really think we're going to have two animated Titanic movies from Italy starring talking animals come out the same year? You really are crazy. But still, with your 100% accurate story and my incredible unmatched artistic talent, the legend of the Titanic will uh, go on. Out of respect for the filmmakers, please use 14 minutes of actual podcast airtime to play the credits. Trust me, this is what's going to win Jamie her Emmy. You can experience the adventure of the most famous ocean liner in history as you've never seen it before. Titanic, the legend goes on. Follow the thrilling adventures of the passengers aboard Titanic, cruel Corinthia and her thieving partners, the beautiful singer Molly and the scheming Gaston, and an amazing cast of lovable animal characters. Keep together! As the moment of destiny arrives, Iceberg right in our path! You'll experience an unforgettable tale of courage. You better get lifeboat on! Sacrifice. No other lifeboats. Women and children only. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Thank you, everybody. Mucho gusto to you as well. Mucho gusto, one and all. Oh my god. Did I gusto this mucho? (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. I love you, Andy. (laughs) It's not a Christmas movie, but I do feel like I was given a gift. There's a lot of parallels with this uh, Titanic adaptation in my Batman movie that just came out. So uh, I won't say what they are, but I'll let the fans figure it out. (laughs) I know you guys mostly cover 80s, 90s stuff, but I do feel like I read somewhere that this movie was like, packaged with early DVD players to sell DVD players. In what country? (laughs) I truly do believe that a lot of, like, classes played this in classrooms. So I think we slide under the radar and it applies. This is our first at least fully animated movie, Andy. And I got to tell you, I was like, I was not sure if uh, what I was going to think, I guess. (laughs) Because we can always agree almost... it is fully animated. There is... <laughs> I mean, in one way or another, it, it is. 
I would say it's completely animated. I don't think anything was done fully. This really fully implies a sort of, I don't know, like he finished. Oh, I finished while watching this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some really solid boob animation, I gotta oh, say. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, that's some Roger Rabbit level yeah. uh, animation right there. Yeah. She's not heavy unsinkable. Metal. She's just drawn that way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, man, why haven't... Because I've been trying to get us to watch an animated movie on this podcast for a long time, but it is kind of hard to find a solid B-movie animated movie. And I did think of The Simpsons. It's a terrible strain on the animator's wrist. <laughs> 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 in real time, yeah. Like, at least with a B-movie live action, like, your friends and you can kind of just shoot it in a week for no money. This yeah. one, you have to sit with your choices for a very long time. You have to sit with the choices long enough that you learn how to draw another face. Exactly. <laughs> You've got to be ready to do it again. I don't know. They yeah. seem to only have five faces that they stole from other animated films. Yes. Are, are you kidding me, Josh? This movie posits a wild <laughs> variation of skull shapes amongst uh, human beings. It's a really body positive movie. They're like really pencil thin, gangly characters. There's a full like metric cube of a human being characters. <laughs> yeah. Truly every body shape and size yeah. is rep- represented. And I don't think it got enough credit in 2001 for that. This movie exists on the tiny high ways that connect one uncanny valley to another. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say, I really like that this is y'all's first animated movie because I feel like eventually y'all are going to dive into one of my favorite genres, which is like, remember when you'd go to like gas stations and there'd be like a a DVD rack, but there were never movies you'd heard of. It was like somebody like made a movie and they were trying to trick you into buying it. So you get (laughs) home and you're like, oh wait, I wanted to watch Kung Fu Panda. I guess I'll watch Karate Bear instead. Like this like fully... (laughs) exists in that universe. Yeah, it is true that there was a surprising overlap between me watching this and me in middle college watching Titanic 2, the asylum movie about uh, it's a hundred years later, they build another Titanic and the same thing happens. <laughs> oh, I've seen I've seen Irony. Titanic 2. It's uh I've seen Titanic 2, I've seen Thumbtanic, I've seen oh, whichever Thumbtanic. one James Cameron did. Oh, I forgot about Thumbtanic. And of course, I feel like we should say, like, so there were two, we alluded yeah. to it in my thing, but there were two movies that came out in the same year. There was Titanic, The Legend Goes On, <laughs> But then there was also the legend of the Titanic, which I had to send. I sent Jamie like three emails. I was like, just so you know, it's this movie, yeah. not this movie. Not this one. And yet still Casey first watched the 80 minute cut before watching the 60 minute cut. Oh, so that's like there's two cuts of this movie, but there's also yeah. a fully separate film by a different production company by a different director yeah. called The Legend of the Titanic as well. And that has a talking animals and a sequel, uh, which yeah. is somehow even well, worse than the doesn't an octopus save the day in that one? It does indeed. Very good. You guys are just thinking of Watchmen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hard to make like a G-rated movie about a horrible human like trail of tears type situation. <laughs> like any type of like tragedy would be really hard to like Disney it up at a certain point. But you know what? There was like a whole uh, you Andy talking about the the gas station movies sent yeah. me back i mean i guess sent me back in time to like when this movie came out right and in the late 90s i was going to scholastic book fairs and yeah. there were so <laughs> many dumb books that were basically this it was basically the story of people on the titanic who oh, yeah. all got off it was like you like the, i think i feel like the boxcar children went to the titanic or something yeah. i don't know like there's like yeah. ti- titanic was just 
all the rage. People I mean, we're loved... all of the age where we watched it on two separate VHS tapes. So oh, like, yes. We are oh, all yes. of that like era, you know. I, I, I mean, it never made tape. it onto one single. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it was yeah, like two. And I can't imagine it without SLP like, also... wasn't invented then, you know. Oh, it unfortunately it sure goddamn was. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine someone just watching the first tape and it like ends at them like fucking in the car or whatever, and it's like, oh, that was a really cool. nice fun movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just like. <laughs> Never see the ending. That happened with my classmates in Gone with the Wind because we had to watch Gone with the Wind for AP US history class as sure. like a, a little like bonus thing. Uh, and they encouraged us to have it watch parties. It was AP parties. after all. I was, you were getting was, ready for college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they encouraged watch parties and one watch party watched the second VHS first. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then popped in the first VHS. And they're like... Wow, this has really kind of 180'd where the where part one big like Pulp Fiction off. energy kind of like going yeah. in reverse order. <laughs> Interesting choice. I love for a class that's literally about liter- literary mediacy. They couldn't see like tape two like tape on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of watching first, Jamie, Josh, I, I feel like Greg and Andy. I got the idea that y'all have seen the 80 minute cut as well. Almost definitely. I have not. Greg, nope. So I watched the 80 minute cut last night and then today watched the 60 minute cut to be like, I wonder what's different. And <laughs> and uh, I, like, I, I'm worried that you two watched a movie that you think is like insane and off the wall and totally nonsensical, but you have no fucking idea how taut this oh, yeah. movie is, how much like this movie makes sense like narrative yeah. perfect sense <laughs> there's somehow more editing in the longer version which as a oh, film editor really kind of surprises me what Wait, story what? it's what way story way choppier is there to tell i am so fascinated with what the 80 minute version i i need to impress upon you that this is the <laughs> like the watertight yeah. If this movie, if this version of this movie was the actual Titanic, it wouldn't have gone wouldn't down. It was <laughs> it's, it's definitely like it's a little more clear. There's a lot more like random plots that don't go anywhere in like sure. the longer ones, and then also the songs are very different. Are there new characters? It's the, the same movie with uh, just a lot more like characters. Straight like breaking the fourth wall, like looking with their cow animated dead eyes into the quote unquote camera, usually looking pretty horny. And, and, and the whole movie is like pretty obviously direct translation Italian, but mm-hmm. yet, just like in this one, the voice actors, good or bad, are like giving it their, their all and pretty clearly fluent English speakers. Yeah. So it's like, it's still very just odd. Like, it's more odd. They repeat yeah. But they never know what's going again. on in a scene. So there's like, there's the scenes where like, you know, the version of Jack is like running and it's like, oh, it looks like it's flooding. Instead of just be, and then like in the next thing, he's totally panicked. It's very, it's a real like sine wave of like emotions. <laughs> yeah. Going oh, like the booth. It's wild because I went, Casey did it 80 to 60 I did sixty to eighty. So probably healthier for your brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm the extended director's because you have context of like what's going on <laughs> yeah. overall. Well, oh, I, you say that, but the context <laughs> that I expected, what I expected to get out of this while I was watching this, this not this sixty minutes of absolute wall to wall mind rending nonsense. <laughs> 
I'm also stopping every five to six minutes for my brain to catch up and to Google furiously what the hell is happening. <laughs> yeah. It felt like watching like a, a Nolan movie or something of just like, wait, how does that character? I needed, yeah. I need, yeah, I needed a spark notes to make sure that I was on the same page. It's like it's like when I was reading the sound in the fury in 11th yes. grade. And I was oh like, oh, my God. And I was like, what's happening now? She's taking off her panties. Uh, <laughs> Universal truth. So the 60, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm and I'm reading and. You know, it says there's an 80-minute version, there's a 60-minute version. The 60-minute version is not just a simple cut down of the 80. It's been cut down, it's been re-edited, it's been smothered, covered, like, (laughs) like, slapped in the ass. I'm trying to remember, does the 80s one start with, like, the Titanic sinking, or is that just the same No, no. See, that's the other thing. Yeah, Yeah, they don't start with, like, an epilogue, dark Titanic epilogue. (laughs) Looking at the dogs, looking at it, like, 12 times. But the thing, the thing about it is besides the opening which is like unbelievable and so obvious from from second one that you are looking at recycled footage of people be like people looking like they're about to laugh as they're looking at people dying and screaming yeah. uh, no, there's, literally, there's a split second where an old lady like laughs yeah, starts to smile and yeah. you're like oh that's weird like even the evil mom in like james cameron's wasn't like that evil you know <laughs> but during the 60 minute version i was like Oh, okay, this is a cut down. Surely that means that the (laughs) strange things that are happening intra-scene is due to this editing. Right. The scene when William sees Angelica walking with fucking Tweety Bird's grandma (laughs) and suddenly Angelica's gone from the scene and so he talks to Granny who then just leaves, she just leaves scene in the middle of the conversation. (laughs) That must be an issue where they're trying to condense too much into a shorter scene. Yeah. No! That's the way it plays out just with a little bit more space at the beginning. No, yeah, the just the credits have breath. deleted scenes. Like I remember watching that and they like stretched the credits out to 14 minutes and there's shots in there that aren't in the movie. And I was like pulling my hair out. I'm just like, guys, like you have finished footage. You clearly needed like a little more filler in there, you know? Also, this editor is like 180 rule. Never heard of it. <laughs> I wrote down towards towards the end. I was got so fed up. I wrote down at no point in this movie have I ever known where someone is in relation to someone else. <laughs> and you got that in a version that cut out all the times those characters looked directly at you. Right. <laughs> I can't believe they spiked the camera. So much, dude. The rapping heroic dog, there is a shot that they kept out of the 60-minute version that will haunt my dreams of him like... <laughs> Like him looking directly into the camera and like tongue out. Like, did he say your name? Did he say? Did he say? Like, I feel like it's a cursed image where it'd be like, "No, you, Casey Regan, watching this right now, you will die in seven days, and I will be the one to do it." Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say my name, but an image of someone who looked like me but old in a hospital and a flatlining machine played in front of my eyes. I will say because I I think we're all editors here, and as someone who just edited their first animated feature film, congrats. Thank you, but uh, not fishing. They get a lot of bandwidth out of their footage. They they. Do all of the stuff that I did. They do like a lot of like playing a shot forward and then reversing the shot. 
They do a lot of like flipping shots. They like slow down shots, a moving still image push in. Oh, yeah. Blatantly they... using the exact same times. All of those are in like the big budget <laughs> Batman movie I just did. <laughs> but there are limits to how much you can use these tricks. Oh, but you it mean is... using the same shot of the hull bursting <laughs> four times in a row? In a row, like a in a row. cut. Not even like moving it. Like we did the same yeah, thing on no. Harley Quinn actually no. where it's like a camera keeps breaking and we showed it from diff- like slightly different angles and then we just kept repeating it. And it's like, it's the exact, exact same hull. Yeah. The yeah, exact yeah. same, like punch in a little bit, move it to the left, no. you know? Like, so no. one thing that's really strange about the Italian language is that it does not have a word for limit. <laughs> <laughs> The word for less and the word for more are the same word. It's the same word. (laughs) Wait, then what do they do at Olive Garden with the unlimited breadsticks? Oh, honey. That's exactly. That's why. That all came from a miscommunication. That's that's from the old country, Judge. Oh, I see. In America, they were going to translate it to limited breadsticks, but they couldn't. They can. (laughs) What? We're just uh, giving it away for free? Uh, Our margins are razor thin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to financially recover from this. (laughs) An agent at Ellis Island changed our menus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, I have found an original manuscript that outlines the first act of Titanic, the animated movie, The Legend Goes On. But it's in Italian, so I pulled some strings and I got my friend uh, Gogol Surik Anjin <laughs> to <laughs> translate. Uh, so here we go. Go. <laughs> oh, Jamie! 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 Uh, set to the dulcet sounds of Lifetime original piano score. <laughs> the names of my people, the fabulous Italians, give great movie to low-class American swine pigs. <laughs> it is historically sad. The Titanic, a moving city above the ocean, sinks. Introducing the hero, Angelica, who is rowing. She is sad that the ship sank. So are the other characters, but happy too, if only for a moment. Back in time, Angelica and her evil stepsisters are on a great European train. Their disgust for the orphan Angelica bubbles over. They make it to the Titanic, along with the rest of the cast. Tweety's grandmother, a couple of Dalmatians that weren't cast because they were full up. Rose from James Cameron's Titanic, but in boy form. Gaston, but not that Gaston. Speedy Gonzalez and friends. The Professor and Marianne. You get the picture. Angelica sadly drops the box that holds her necklace, the only remembrance of mom, and Gaston greedily picks it up and steals it before she notices. Everyone gets on the ship and it takes off. Although everyone seems either rich or completely fine financially, everyone is also trying to steal jewels or money from everybody else. Angelica is in third class, while the three women she is a word for are in first. 
Angelica learns that her necklace is missing and a mouse overhears her. The mouse is a part of a great bohemian cadre of animals who are a part of society's ladder. Because Angelica is nice to animals, they will help her recover the stolen locket. Fritz, a dog, now raps for no reason. <laughs> we raps for a reason. It's party time. I'm just reading the translation. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't write your, this. Your call, your call. Yeah. Sorry. Take it up with Gogol, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> there is now the beginning of CGI shots of the boat, I guess. And Cruella DeVille's evil burglars are on the hunt for jewels. While Angelica is in first class, summoned by her evil captor employers, she runs into William and they have a meet lovely, but Angelica departs. <laughs> the humans have a big party and so do the animals. So the mice try to find food and get into an altercation with a surly chef in a small kitchen that is supposed <laughs> to feed the hungry masses. How? <laughs> The chef loses when he catches himself on fire, and a waiter attempts to help only to create an inferno effect with a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, the preferred drink of upper society. <laughs> that's it! That's, <laughs> that's act one! That's act one! For, that's actually surprisingly concise, considering there are, I would argue, too many plots in this movie. <laughs> but you forgot Bradbury. Oh, Detective Bradbury. We can't forget I, Detective. I, okay, saying I forgot and, <laughs> and then saying anything that happens in this. Like, yeah. Detective you Bradbury admit, is, He's a pretty bad detective. I don't think yeah, he does he anything is. without the help of the animals. Also, if you were to literally remove him from the movie, it would change actually Absolutely nothing. Not. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing, like a guy like they're like, sir, you can't come in here. And then he takes off his disguise and is like, no, it's me. You know, Jean I'm a good Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, Gene Parmesan. I'm a good detective. This is a very niche observation, uh, but there's a new Disney movie called Wish, <laughs> which is supposed to be like a salute to 100 years of Disney movies. And it has a bunch of little references from various Disney movies. And I would argue this movie fits in way more references than that oh, one does. Yeah, it, no, blatantly stealing like I think you called most of those like Aristocats, Three Caballeros, Cinderella, Great Mouse Detective, 101 Dalmatians, Lady and Tramp, Bible Goes West, and Ratatouille seven yeah. years before Ratatouille. Before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You forgot Beauty and the Beast, Gaston. And Beauty and the Beast. That, I knew I was missing there. one. That's right. Uh, fuck, motherfucking Anastasia, y'all. Yeah. Anastasia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another yeah. good one as well. Yeah, Love that's, that a, that's in there too. Yeah. Particularly the stepsisters look mm. exactly oh, like yeah. the stepsisters from Cinderella. Just Blatant. <laughs> no way. I can't. <laughs> I wonder how they got that. Because it's so madcap because of all the plagiarism, it is like a perfectly built movie for those like current AI produced synopsis videos that are yes. that, like title The Matrix, like when machines are all over the place, one programmer takes magical pill. And then <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to elevator pitch this one for sure. Right. Yeah. Because you Actually, can say it's not. It's I don't know. People the, get on the ship, it sinks, a couple of them survive. That's the movie. Like yeah. it's all I guess you could pitch the Titanic one the same way. Like, yeah. Or the James Cameron one, you know. Yeah, it's the same pitch. No, the Titanic one. I want to say like, and again, like I could, I watched it like kind of through like that editor lens. Like it's kind of amazing. Like it feels like in one shot you can see they run out of money in real time. Like yeah. it's actually there are some like really cool like so in animation we have like you know things are animated on like ones or twos or fours whatever. And there's like some of the goons especially. It's like really fluid, really good looking. 
And then, like, as the shot goes on, it gets, like, South Park <laughs> yeah. uh, Pokemon, like, bap, 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 like, <laughs> right. still character lipping within the same shot. But literally, my first note is, is this animated on eights? <laughs> because the, just, and also, what is wrong with her hands? <laughs> oh, I mean, the opening is crazy. <laughs> yeah. The opening looks like a Wong Kar Wai movie. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And it's also a Michael Bay movie because they just keep showing the same explosion over and over again. So if those two great directors merged. Let's just step print everything. When it alternates between early CGI like mm. super smoothness to like I guess not early it's the late 90s but even yeah. but you know <laughs> but they least. did like three CGI yeah. shots of the boat and then just kept milking right. that go and then like some like clear colored pencil work yep and it's like it's wild and again y'all y'all saw the tight version the the 80 minute one is <laughs> nuts with yeah. animation I, styles I it oh, is was there more uh, all right I'll give you a good example right in the 80 minute version the obvious Pongo and Perdita yep. plagiarisms are like in the movie way more. And that way more is the Pongo character looking to the Perdita character and constantly going, stay out of this. You are bearing my heirs. What? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I'd like your help with the food and drinks for the party. I'm at your disposal, old friend. I'm afraid Kate here is out of the picture, though. She's about to present me with some heirs. What? Says that a lot. Says, like, keep saying, like, you have my heirs inside of you. No. Stay out of trouble. And is probably looking at you, the person sitting on the couch, as he says, You, Casey Regan, have my My heirs. It's like, and then it'll, and then behind him will be the rapping dog, just like B Boys dancing. And yeah, it's like every shot in the 80 minute version is like the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's just like all these different cartoons bouncing around the frame. One question I have, and maybe nobody has the answer, but I watched both (laughs) versions, both 80 and 60 on YouTube. Not only was the the cut different and the soundtrack, especially the soundtrack is completely different. And yep. oh wow, subst- on the sixty minute, substantially better. Yeah, way oh, wow. way more. All the songs are Bob. The, the sad piano theme was, <laughs> yeah. was not on the other one. The, the other one, okay, the other one is way is way more Italian, which yeah. I love. <laughs> but uh, but but and maybe just the proclivity of watching the sixty minute first that I just got it imprinted in my head that this is what the movie sounded like. Yeah, you just fall in love with Mucho Gusto. And I love, like, in the 60s, you see Party Time first, and they use all of, like, the, for lack of a better term, the Mexican mice immediately. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. weird to put them on this thing. And then when we see it later, it's like, oh, that makes more sense. But in the yeah. 80s, I think their song goes first, and then the rapping oh. dog, if oh. memory serves. I haven't no. seen the 81 No, no, the 80-minute no, no, version no, no. is still... It's still in the same place. It's oh, in the copy, same place. Okay. It's right before the Titanic starts sinking. Right. But it Naturally. is like a... I mean, one, it's in real Spanish, not uh, yeah. the if you're feeling gusto, you're feeling... move your shoestos or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually Step a Spanish Step aside, song. Sondheim. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I guess I do know a bit of Spanish. If you're feeling gusto, there's something that 
you get the stuff The stuff you're dancing should stop And the fiesta with mucho gusto Same old thing, day in, day out You're looking for something no stop You rack your brain to try and figure out What could you possibly do stop Greg, I, I understand what Greg is saying because the songs in this one are, uh, if they're not good, they were written by the people speaking the language singing them, right? Including uh, not Spanish. <laughs> the language not Spanish, the person who wrote it did write that too. As lovely as Mucho Gusto is, there's like a version called, uh, just a song called Mexicana in the 80 minute version. And it's all in actual Spanish. Great. And it's kind of a banger. <laughs> I, 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 it's like more than mucho gen- gusto. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. In, a, in a genuine way, not what? in a <laughs> not in a mucho gusto way. God, the 80-minute songs, y'all. I, like, watch the movie just for them because the dog rap is... We need to talk about the dog rap. It comes at such a weird time in the movie. Like, the <laughs> yes! cats are about to eat the mice. Oh, mice. Oh, it's what's the line? It's like, thank you for... I could have been in his digestion. Oh, Digestions. And then he's like, oh, now listen up. And then just goes into it, dressed as, like, Eminem in the 90s. You know, there's something you should know, so I'm gonna tell you so. Don't sweat it. Forget it. Enjoy the show. Working all day, now it's time to unwind. Kick back, relax, take a load up your mind. <laughs> I'll be busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up laughing because it's party time. In the 80 minute cut, he's like, I'm looking over you because I'm the like head of the animals. I'm Fritz. I'm Fritz. And then the song is about how he's going to like keep an eye over everybody. What? In the the 60s. It's just a lot more serious time than party time. Party time. I'm the boss and I command. I direct the band. Stop it if you're breathing. Fritz is here this time for reason. Cause instead of being a hero, you know, you might become a zero. It's no confusion, no illusion. I don't want to see you so amusing. A special trip so we basically started. Hardy, party, party, hardy. But it's the same <laughs> animation. It's the same yeah. animation. Kind and, of. Oh, okay. We well, had yeah. I was wondering. Kind I was wondering of. if the rap was a different animation studio because all of a sudden. No, yeah, I this, also thought that. I, I again, one of those things were like budget running out in real time. Yeah. When the movie, when the movie was happening, I was like, this was definitely put in later. Definitely. <laughs> yes. This yeah. was definitely put in later. And that it wasn't was a crazy <laughs> revelation. Mm-hmm. No, that looked like that's where they spent their money. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> like, it's, like it's fluid. Weeks. This yeah. is the marquee shot. It's you know? as hell. Right. I love the groovy ghoulies style musical interludes where it's just yeah. a bunch of disparate things looking at the camera, just being like, Gooey, ooh, ah, or like the, you know. the sped up like mouse stuff. So they're just like, Rugrats title card backgrounds and <laughs> yeah. like a mouse just being like, uh huh, whoa. When I think of the Titanic, I definitely think of a dog doing a hip hop rap with like a wife beater <laughs> and a backwards cap with a I, basketball yeah. jersey that had a big T on it. Yes. Oh, I love this movie. So, that is yeah. so funny. That is such a funny choice to make. And yeah. it was sort of the beginning of a pun intended pet theory I had. 
this movie obviously made in haste uh, mm. as a Not bunch of really. movies. Oh, I guess you're <laughs> three years. It was yeah, production for animation three years. Time. Wow. <laughs> made in the I guess the animation version of haste. To sure. ca- that to actually like... pisses me off because for context, Merry Little Batman was made in two years, oh. <laughs> and our animation was done in one. So I'm actually kind of mad now that this one took its sweet time. <laughs> But years and this is what they came up with it's a cash-in movie right on a bunch of different mm-hmm. movies to trick parents of a child with very eclectic movie tastes yeah they're like we want to watch titanic okay here you go uh, we have titanic yeah. at yeah. home yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. it came with the dvd player but the tea on the jersey of the rapping dog was the first inkling i had that i felt like are they italian animators yeah. these filmmakers are they making fun of us? <laughs> I think like it was like this. an American. I mean, the Mexican thing, like, come on, right? But it was sure, like, right. there was like a thing of like, watch it. I was like, what, does the T stand for Titanic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my yes. God. That was, that was what I was like. This I is Titanic. Like this very odd feeling I got throughout this movie that it's like, they're cashing in on like Titanic fever, but also yeah. there's this like, it's this like joke about this rote retelling of like, fairy tale American animation folklore and mm-hmm. then also this retelling of the tragedy of the HMS Titanic that like <laughs> did not seem to find it that big a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Well I'll get to that with Axie, but yeah, it's like everything kinda works out, you know? It really does. <laughs> and and the rapping dog being so non sequitur is like I suppose there was maybe just a like totally whatever money driven sense of like, hey, this is what kids like nowadays. It's it's yeah. pooch. It's literally pooch. It's literally pooch. Like, literally literally pooch. Pooch. Poochy. I want to believe the, the movie. whole movie is like an exquisite corpse project where it's like they gave it to like one animator for like ten minutes and then another for ten, and then they had to shrink all of those ten minute things down to thirty seconds and stretch it out. Like I think that's. <laughs> How I want to believe this movie was made. <laughs> this movie's this, like a t-shirt that went into the dryer and then shrunk. Yeah. And then you have to stretch it back out by wearing yeah, it. Yeah. While it's the first movie that we've done like this, it has a for sure psychic link with Godfrey Ho. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And it's just absolute like brazen theft and repackaging and just being like, fuck it, we're just going to send it. What happens? <laughs> they don't watch it? That's not going to happen. It says Titanic yeah. in it. Like, it's like Godfrey being like, those fucking idiots will watch anything if we put Ninja on it. It doesn't matter if there are any ninjas in the damn thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just realized this is kind of like the thesis of y'all's podcast is like, you know, the book report that you turn in for high school or whatever, right? And this is kind of like the version of that where it's like double spaced margins, uh, letters, <laughs> like really like condensed margins. Yes. Spacing out every word. 12.5 font. Well, only on the periods. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. the periods. Oh, God. Title which, fade. which would be, which would, I think those 12.5 font periods would be the fade to black that, that yes! follows oh, every commercial breaks. Yeah. yeah. The, and like, what was this edited for that has this many commercial breaks? Uh, short attention spans. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it was, it was edited for unattentive parents, Josh. Yeah, it, it, 100%. It for sure seems like a kid's movie made by people who think kids are fucking idiots. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always hate yeah. that thing like where people are like, you know, animation, that's just for like children or whatever. You know, I'm, you know, Guillermo, animation is a cinema. But I was yeah. watching this. I was like, no, sometimes it's for kids. Sometimes yeah. you just got to like crank some garbage out and like. Sometimes you need to put Cocoa Melon on the yeah. TV. And just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just let it ride. <laughs> 
but in the, I don't, I, this is very video high. You're right, Andy, because it's like, while all that is true, at least I am seeing like beauty in this. This there's like, there's yeah. something to me so artful about the brazenness at the very least, if not the delivery. The right? audacity of repeating entire scenes and exactly. shots and sequences. The ad- talk about repeating, uh, repeating the shot of our lead <laughs> drowning. Like whenever you need a shot of a boat, what shot should we use? Oh, the emo- the emotional one at the end where our yeah, lead yeah. drowns. Don't worry, the audience won't notice his last breaths bubbling up to the surface. They yeah. just see the boat. We just keep looping it. <laughs> It seems appropriate because it, director Camilo Tetti comes from exploitation. Did really? See that. Like, huh. this was his first animated film of two. Oh, I was just okay, like, that tracks. Only? Oh, that okay. makes he sense. did one more <laughs> no, in like but, 2007, I think. But, wow. he, okay. but he's largely known as a producer. Hence Extra- the comfortability with cutting costs. <laughs> <laughs> he, that says it all right there. That's oh, like, God. oh, movie. We just, let's keep this thing under, yeah. you know? Exactly. He, produ- he produced both of the Killer Crocodile movies, Exterminator of the year 3000 he directed a movie called uh the killer is still among us he did cobra mission 2 the classic wait is the title the classic <laughs> i wish <laughs> cobra mission 2, two classic. the classic lives on uh, the classic lives on <laughs> i just looked him up he was a production manager on duck you sucker and yeah. on uh, Once Upon a Time in the West uh, yes. from 1969. Uh, yeah. That makes uh, sense. And he used to work with Dardano Cicchetti, who, as I've described in another episode, wrote every exploitation movie in Italy from basically like 1975 to 1989. That fills in a lot of blanks that he was an exploit. He came from that like low budget background and then was also a producer. That says everything that makes so i wish i had known that before i had heard of this movie that makes so much sense but this is like this is like fred olin ray and jim winorski going from making fucking chopping mall and like Mm. biohazard to now they're making christmas puppy four for hallmark (laughs) but those have something in common where they are both live action and require the same similar skill set of taking a camera and pointing it at human beings oh so josh you thought that titanic the animated movie the legend goes on uh required talent behind the director's (laughs) eyes He clearly had a vision. It was blurred. I I do like to picture him watching the James Cameron Titanic and being like, I can't save those lives, but I can save that budget. This is overblown. Yeah, he kept hearing about it, and I was like, I don't care how many Oscars it won and how much money it made back. That's just irresponsible filmmaking. (laughs) That is a fascinating observation, because that really does kind of track for how this version of this movie came out to basically look like this, because he comes from that background. It's it's a rip-off mentality. It's like Mm -hmm. both aiming for a type of movie where the structure is very well established. It exists like, because another movie exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like animated movies at this time, the the dearth of them would have been like a very well-worn story structure mm-hmm. just repackaged with different uh, critters and yeah. creatures and princesses and love I stories. I feel like that they right? probably just wrote on a whiteboard like all the different names of Disney movies and they were like, how can we use all of these? Well, we could use it. No, no, no. All of them. All of them. <laughs> it was literally like, who do we have in the office and what can characters can they draw? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A couple of them were like, I can kind of do Cruella de Vil. And they're like, yeah, they might have walked out into the like plaza and like 
gone to like near the Coliseum and anybody who was doing caricatures, they were like, come on. (laughs) How would you like to do like 12 more of those per second? Yeah. They saw a guy with a really bitchin' van and they were like, can you draw the singer for us? Oh my God. The one thing I was like, because I watched it with my mom and I, that was like, we kept like, you know, she would look up every once in a while and she went like, oh my God, like during like the singing thing, because it was like the apologies for the crudeness, but the jiggle motion on the, that's clearly, they spent a lot of money on the boobs in this movie yeah. of that so one singer. So much jiggle. Jessica Rabbit, eat your heart out, that, you know. The boobs have more frames per second than Angelica the, in the entire film. It yeah. was the passion project of like one animator that was just like, I just. <laughs> you can't say passion in this context. <laughs> yeah. This is my baby. Yeah, don't worry about OT. I won't charge you for OT. Just let me do <laughs> fulfill my vision. I'll pay you if you let me make the dress this much lower. Like, it was the one thing where I was like, oh, this place is so well for kids. And then that one character, I was like, okay, come on. That's that's a little much. Well, I can't it's okay. This to my she niece. died. So. We've learned, you know. Exactly. Yeah, she right, was right. too busy singing. Moral, moral of the story, she went down with the ship, as, right. as the singer does with an <laughs> the orchestra. Singer as the singer does. always does. Again, I feel like I always need to communicate the insanity of the longer of the director's cut. Mm-hmm. There's a moment at the end where An- uh, Angelica plops down on the lifeboat and there's like an extended, like low angle boob jiggle shot. And that <laughs> to Angelica? me- Yes. And that to me is like what this movie is. The Titanic <laughs> is going down and we've, we're put, we're giving like 32 frames to, yeah. <laughs> to it's our full, leads. It's like putting jiggle. it on ones, like the, <laughs> yeah. So Akira level like animation. <laughs> A reading from the final captain's log of Edward Smith, captain of the Titanic. It's a lovely night here aboard the Titanic. The champagne is flowing, as is the gossip. Let history show the maiden voyage of the Titanic was filled with no drama except for that drama on board. And that is fine with me because I am a gossip hound. (laughs) In the quarters of the Cinderella subplot, William knocks on Angelica's stepfamily's door and inquires if they have another passenger traveling with them. But they lie and instead implore him to stay for tea. William politely declined. Returning to his non-biological nanny, he tells her that he's fallen head over heels for the mysterious peasant girl. She reminds him that it's not like he has to search an entire kingdom with a glass slipper to find her. They're literally on a boat in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) One can't lose a toy without bumping into the love of your life, as the next scene shows. Or your mom. Yep. (laughs) Our hero William goes down to the lower decks to retrieve a ball from a peasant boy for a rich child who has never wanted for balls and comes this close (laughs) to being reunited with Angelica. But she's distracted by feminist concepts way outside her timeline and her wicked stepmother calls her away at the last moment. (laughs) Meanwhile... No one flirts like Gaston, disconcerts like Gaston. No one puts the first officer on alert like Gaston. I'm especially good at roofing. (laughs) Gaston insists that Molly join him for tea and gifts her with Angelica's locket. Molly gets up to sing an absolutely beautiful song. By God, I could listen to that song 5,000 times, I really think. One could never get tired of that melody. During the song, William and Angelica reunite on the deck and dance. Their hearts are sure to go on and on. He invites her to the reception that evening, but Angelica doesn't have a dress for the ball or reception, and her stepsisters would never allow her. Thankfully, she has a fairy godmother in the form of the old woman in third class who offers to mend an old dress for her. 
So says the first officer. Angelica went to report her missing locket. I don't know why everyone thinks my officer has resting evil villain face, but I always assure everyone he only ever has the best of intentions. Pongo and Perdita, the Dalmatians, realize Molly's locket is probably Angelica's missing one and rally the rodent troops to liberate it. Everyone knows crows believe in finders keepers, so they have to put extra work into making sure the crow passenger returns it. He and baby Fifel receive lovely little kisses from Angelica for their work, and she probably received rabies. <laughs> Remember Detective Bradbury, New York Police Department? He's still here. It was at this moment that I was informed that there were icebergs spotted in our area. I told the crew to keep a lookout, but I'm honestly not too concerned about it. What I am concerned about is Angelica going to come to the reception. Oh, my mind is just swimming with images from earlier in the evening slowed down to the tune of Molly's beautiful song. Just when all seems lost, Angelica appears. William and Angelica dance. Molly catches on to Gaston's antics. Angelica is wearing her mother's lock it. This night could truly knock it any better. Even the animals are now free to celebrate as the Mouse Mariachi Band plays their hit song Mucho Gusto. The bad animals are locked up in a cage but little Fievel shows them kindness. It's a beautiful evening. I can't help but feel it will be smooth sailing for all of our passengers from here on out. My favorite part of Jamie's book report was that like it mentions, you know, like we hear the song and they're dancing to it several times and then, like, ten minutes later, he's, like, thinking about dancing with her, and then we hear the song again, again. several times. Yeah. And, and it's just the audacity the to really shots. milk that goat. Oh. Celine Dion's song is in the Titan James Cameron one twice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I sure am glad that we got a recap in this movie halfway through the movie. <laughs> halfway through the 60-minute movie. <laughs> yeah. Previously on The Thing You're Watching. What y'all are really missing in the 60 minute version is Molly's song <laughs> directly translated from Italian is so goddamn deranged. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic reading, please. I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood. You're in my blood, you're in my blood, you're in my blood, So let's start this right of and then just kind of goes, ooh, 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 like a, a singer is just vamping, kind of like not hearing the music in their headphones. That's honestly uh, like even more disturbing than like, like I remember as a kid seeing like the, you know, the famous like car shot in Titanic of the thing fogging up and like understanding, yeah. oh, that's what's going on. Hearing I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood is so much more traumatizing. Yeah. I would rather let my child watch the James Cameron one and see a sex scene yeah. than let them watch I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood, I'm in your blood. Yeah, and it's and then it's just like very bulky sentences like, now is the time when we will finally have forever and like just... Amazing. It's so it it, it it doesn't replay lyrics like in the 60 minute version. It just right. lasts goddamn forever. <laughs> Wait, so it's more than four lyrics? <laughs> yeah, because what's it? It's like, hold me, never let me go. It's like a record being just skipped yeah, constantly. Never let me, hold never me. let, never let. Never let me go. You're all I 
I really guys. think like y'all are the poorer for it. Unfortunately, we're, we're we are the third. We're the third class. We're third class. Yeah, <laughs> we're third. Yeah, you're a steerage. You're a steerage. We're, we're stuck behind that metal grate, being like, <laughs> "Let us out onto the lifeboats." I, mean, I want to love... see the original dog rap. Yeah, like, uh, speaking of recaps, just to throw it out for the viewers, other subplots you may have missed in us breezing over oh, this yeah. movie include woman who is dirt poor and trying to nab a rich mm-hmm. husband by using her dog 101 Dalmatian style to tie him up with a leash. But the dog is from Lady in the Trail. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and two bumbling thieves with their old woman Wha- ha- boss. Hus- wife, mother, I don't Who's know. trying to steal things. And that's yeah. what you missed. It's a losing battle trying to teach you how to work properly. One needs to be gentle, agile. Elephants! Oh, how can I expect subtlety from two lumbering lumps with hands like hams? Brains between you to fill a sparrow's skull. Hopeless idiots. Dumbbells. I despair. I wonder, like, if the in the actual, like, Italian, if it is, like, stuff makes more sense. Because the big thing that was confusing to me... Oh, I doubt is, it. <laughs> yeah, among other things, is that, like, somehow animals or characters know stuff and we don't know how they know stuff. Yeah. Like the dogs always seem to be privy to whatever, wherever the necklace is and whatever gossip's going on. And I'm yeah. like, was there a scene before of them seeing this? It's what we like as all work in features. It's like, if you cut a scene out in like the first 30 minutes, it's like, Oh, that's going to affect something in the last 90 minutes. We got to like figure this out. And in this, they were just like, Ah, the audience is smart. They'll catch up to knowing, like, who knows what, you know? You realized luck at that French masher gave Molly could be the missing one. Yeah, it sure looks like the kind Fritz told us to keep a lookout for. My biggest question, do people understand the talking animals? I can't no, tell. No, they do not. I No, they they just inherently understand them as God's creations. Yeah, but <laughs> they're not. dressed in little suits and jackets and yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. They're like, oh, look at you, little fella. And I can talk to you, and I know you are understanding me, but I they... The humans never actually respond to something the animals say directly. Okay, they don't have direct conversation. But yet there is, and you know, I guess you could say they just sneak into the cargo hold, but they, it does give the sense that there is a separate, like, loading area for yes. some animals. Yes. No, I think they have their own little door. Well, there's yeah. three ramps, right? Like, yeah. there's the ramps, the poor, and the talking animals. I want to know <laughs> right. who the captain of the mice is. Is there a mice captain? I'm going like to say Fritz. I think, I think Fritz is in charge. Which you would know if you you watch the 80 if you minute watch version. the eighty minute version, yeah, because... because actually the thing about the eighty minute version is it does give uh, motivation for most of the characters. Like okay. that's at, wild to hear. At the very <laughs> beginning of the movie, the evil stepsisters and Angelica are on the train, and the mom goes, "All right, now, ladies, like the thing that we need to do on the Titanic is find husbands." Oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." That's what they're doing. The goons are trying to find the locket. The ladies are trying to lock it down. It's like (laughs) the the roads merge in the middle. Synergy. It isn't every day one has the pleasure of meeting a young man of such breeding. It isn't every day. Have you another daughter or another young lady traveling with you? No one else. I seem to have made a mistake. There is an interesting question that, that comes up about whether or not the Italian dub, the presumable original script of this makes more sense. But right. 
there is something in this movie that reeks that it was maybe never, it might have never started in Italian. It might have only ever been in English and made, but but not by native English speakers. <laughs> and then maybe went back into Italian. Like, I wonder if the Italian oh, dub makes less they, sense. Did they yeah. Google translate this four times to see what would happen? I would like to know it went first because like the lip sync never syncs up and I chalked yeah. it up to like, oh, they did the Italian first and because right. I'm watching the English, nothing will sync up. The only thing that synced in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, 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 Jamie. The movie just feels so, so tailored to American audiences. The idea that yeah. this would start as an Italian dub and then move to English seems crazy given yeah. the proclivity of Italians to make movies specifically for English speaking <laughs> audiences and mm -hmm. to do it with this level of production. Like, usually Italian movies made for Italy are good. It's like the olive oil. They keep it all for themselves. <laughs> exactly. It is. Yes, Josh. Yes. It is like the olive oil. The local Italian animated movies don't look like the Ticket to Ride iPad game. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is such a specific reference, but I got what you meant immediately. It is this. It is them dunking on us. This movie. It's like the more I think yeah. about it, the more it is. I mean, it's 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 a money sponge that they just throw yeah. at, a, at like, American, American video they'll stores. So many old crap. Yeah, yeah exactly. I dare you to keep watching. I'm going to show you the same shot of the hole breaking seven times in a row. And I dare you to not turn it off. They keep buying our dregs from our uh, balsamic <laughs> vinegar, and yeah, and they go, "Oh, delicious!" There are scenes, and it probably it it. it I don't know how much of it you can chalk up to the sixty-minute cut versus the eighty-minute cut, but where mm. they're just cutting absolutely wildly like a cat oh, yeah. stepped on yeah, the yeah. keyboard yeah. and was just and again they're always like turning slight their eye lines are wrong they're still yeah. turning slightly off and walking yep. in a different direction they're always mid-motion when they're coming yeah. like i uh loved how much of the movie that i knew ended with mm -hmm. th thousands of people losing their lives <laughs> <laughs> like how much time they spent on a, a missing necklace. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like, we don't talk about the Titanic until, well, obviously there's like that little chunk at the start. And then it's like, besides that, there's really nothing about the boat. It could kind of be set anywhere until like yeah. the last yeah. like there's 20 the minutes of the sinking. There's the little in that's about like, hey, there's icebergs coming. Yeah. It's like, all right, we'll keep an eye on that. Sir, this just came in for you. What's the matter, Captain? The Baltic has sighted icebergs in the area. Says to keep a lookout. No reason to be unduly alarmed. In any case, tell Stockard to let me know if there's any change in the type of ice we're seeing. I mean, I guess the same can be said about the pacing for uh, James Cameron's. I feel like the, the third act of that is the sinking as well. So maybe that's just the narrative sure, arc but, of a Titanic it, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, for sure. But then it's like, at least they're giving us clues of like, oh, so this is an unsinkable ship. Yes. And no one ever asks about that during the movie. They're all like, this is going to be great. Let's hang out. You right. Know? Yeah. It's a hangout film. In the James Cameron movie, the Titanic is like a character. Yeah. Oh, it's movie, like a right? character. And uh, in this movie, shots of the exterior of the Titanic are like jump scares. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Elsewhere on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, right. The Titanic. That's where we are. Yeah. Well, that's not helped by the fact that suddenly all the footage of the Titanic ship are now CG. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah. boy, howdy is it. We've moved into screensaver the animated movie The Legend Goes On. Goes on. <laughs> 
the Titanic boat in this movie looked like it was going to become a like Autobot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like it was going to become a one of the Beast Wars characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, My planet needs me. Yeah. Very smooth. <laughs> My favorite bit was one of the CG establishing shots of the Titanic. I think it's the longest one. It's like mm-hmm. really panning around. The smoke is going the wrong way. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> I was like a screen direction yes. thing. Which again, in animation, that kind of stuff happens all the time, but we usually can like call it, we have a lot of like reuses is what we call it. Uh, so it's like, we can have them like, oh, you messed up this thing, please do it again. I don't think they had that on this movie. I think it was like, <laughs> no. oh, that's not the character's right skin. You know what, it'll be fine. It, no one's gonna yeah. notice. Sometimes a Papa Mouse's mustache does change in the middle yeah. of the scene. Yeah. It is crazy to see the the animation equivalent of like a, a, a one take wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> It's like in Ed Wood where it's just like, do you want to take it again? It's like, why? It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But you made it uh, for a long time. And it is way more expensive to get a shot back that has an issue. So like, you kind of do just stick with it if you have no budget. Yeah, exactly. Or you punch in or you like we you make it work, you know, like in some way, shape or form. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you, Andy, is most animators are liars, whereas the makers (laughs) of Titanic, an animated movie, the legend goes on dot dot dot. They only (laughs) want to present the truth. No comment. <laughs> I mean, this movie was all about presenting the, the facts. truth. Yes. Yeah. This was all about doing the real deal and like the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we drew it wrong. What well, of it? That's interesting that you say gravity based on some of the mechanics of what happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's always at like different places of the sinking. It's like, oh, it's all the way down. Oh, I guess it's back up. Oh, wait, it's fully up. Yeah. Oh, it's flooded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's empty. Oh, it's flooded. Yeah. This yeah. movie is very much a I did my own research kind of movie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, I'm aware of what happened. I I've read the book and yeah. like, I saw this. The book being a six-page picture book. Actually, it's the brochure <laughs> that they got at the uh, the traveling Titanic exhibit where they also <laughs> bought a piece of commemorative coal taken from the bottom of the Titanic. Yes, I did go to that in Quebec, and yes, I did have a piece of the coal, which I thought would be worth something one day, and it totally for sure is. News on the wire, Thursday, December 7th, 2023. On the eve of the release of Very Little Batman, our continued coverage will cover the end of Titanic, an animated movie, The Legend Goes On. And I feel I must convey to everyone that this is in fact a movie about the sinking of the HMS Titanic. I say that because the third act opens with an exterior of the HMS Titanic, and some viewers could find that jarring. Not triggered by the tragedy, mind you, just reminded of the story element. While all of the animals are enjoying a little siesta after all that fiesta, Jasper and Horace attempt to pass the necklace they had stolen off to their mistress, Lady Cruelsiba de Villingsby. But she immediately recognizes it to be a phony and shouts, it's a fake, like it's a metalcore breakdown call-out and I'm getting in that damn pit. But the chuggada chuggadas we hear are just the beating of young hearts in love. Will walks Angelica back to her room after a magical evening, and he wishes her good night and sweet dreams. The dewy, crudely drawn, and somehow eyelash-extended eyed Angelica collapses behind her door and thanks the spirit of her unknown mother for helping her lock down some get-out-of-steerage dick. 
In his own cabin, Will, the maybe prince, maybe just the guy with the patience to monitor price drops on Expedia, lies in bed, waxing poetic about how being in love is just the best thing ever, and how nothing could prevent him from loving her, finding her parents, and making her happy, happy, happy. Exterior shot of the Titanic. See, I warned you. You forgot. I saw it happen. You forgot this was a Titanic movie. Well, get your light belts on, people, and open your damn eyes, because there's a jump cut iceberg on the loose. And like the pace of this story, our boat is about to go full steam into it. Two sailors up in the crow's nest spot what at first seems to be ordinary ice, but squinting revealed it to be a giant fuck-off iceberg dead ahead. The Titanic's crew jumps into action to attempt to steer clear, but it's too late. Windows shatter. Furniture shakes. Will is woken from his nap. Blocks of ice crash down onto the ship's deck. The steel-plated hull bursts open and water comes rushing in. The steel-plated hull bursts open and water comes rushing in. The steel-plated hull bursts open and water comes rushing in. And our white-bearded captain has no choice but to put his hat on, which triggers a full emergency. Angelica, waking the old women and children she has been soul-linked to, rouses them to take to the deck. As girders bend and engine rooms fill with water, our heroic crewmen try desperately to bail the water out. I can't help think they would have been more successful if they were throwing the water off the ship instead of around the engine room, but heroes nonetheless. And never too busy to take a break from the rescue effort to give you directions to your poor girlfriend's cabin. So Will descends into the belly of the boat where the folks drowning in coach break through a metal gate and reunite him with Angelica. When Will leads the huddled masses and chilly asses into the fancy part of the boat, the ship's first mate attempts to stop them. But Will appeals to him from one uncanny valley freak to another and the mate allows women and children through. So Will and Angelica say another teary goodbye. Ah! Our animal friends are taken by surprise when a wall near them bursts. And even though $5 Fievel is nearly drowned in the swirling waters, he's kind-hearted enough to remind everyone that the cat and chihuahua don't deserve to drown, even if a different studio animated them. <laughs> Their characters all make for the lifeboats. And while you, the viewer, are contending with the inevitable icy deaths of the unseen masses on this boat, take comfort in the fact that pretty much everyone who's had a spoken line will get off the Titanic. <laughs> Regardless of being woman and children, men, or Dalmatian. <laughs> the oafish cockney pickpockets sneak onto a lifeboat by using their aged mistress, clamoring over the ship's edge to cling to a descending lifeboat as a bridge to walk across, so you're gonna get a couple laughs in with the thoughts of mind-numbing tragedy. <laughs> well, I say everyone, except for the woman with the fake jewelry and the banker she had nabbed, who urges her to take a lifeboat and admit to her that he was broke and just looking for a wealthy American bride to bail him out. She says she'll catch the next one and tells him that now that she's lost her dog, she's literally got nothing to live for. <laughs> so they embrace as the final lifeboat drops and they listen to the music of the band that went down with the ship and the written out of history busty lounge singer that died with them. <laughs> She did everything that band did, except backwards and in a cocktail dress outside in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> now we're back in the prologue, and Angelica is rowing a lifeboat away from the sinking ship to sad piano music. She's worried about William, but Victoria, the old woman who to me is looking increasingly like Bobby Hill dressed as Norman Bates' mom, assures her that everything is going to turn out just fine. She'll see. Yeah, sure. See the boat split in half. Because Angelica, the shivering children, the nice old lady, the evil stepmother old lady who looks the same, the jewel-thieving old lady, her henchman, Pa 
Bongo, Perdita, and a coterie of racist mice watch helpless as steel bars snap and the hull of the sinking HMS Titanic splits under its own weight. William slides down the deck, grabbing a rope to stop himself and a young boy from falling to their doom. But the rope burns his hands and he lets go, falling into the water. Will hands the boy off to a nearby lifeboat, but his shoe is caught on a rope and he falls into the freezing black abyss. Tragic. But only Titanic, the legend goes on, is brave enough to imply that the sinking of the Titanic was actually all worth it because Angelica <laughs> finds her mom on the lifeboat, who it turns out is kind of Wilbur's mom, too. And she's <laughs> disappointed as hell that she can't make her two children fuck. <laughs> But they see a body in the water, thinking it could be Will. But instead, it's Detective Sam Bradbury, who's there to protect them now. <laughs> and even the animals all make it safe, revealing the odd high-class, low-class predator-prey dynamic of the Titanic by saving the chef who had once tried to kill the mouse for stealing food. Our only misstep, I believe, is that they didn't drag the chef away by a link of sausage. But <laughs> who am I to spit in the face of the Mona Lisa? <laughs> they are all inevitably saved by a pod of laughing dolphins who are having a great time. The lifeboat then sees another body in the water. This time it is William. And then he sinks again. <laughs> Where's William? Angelica asks, as if he got out of eye view in a Ross dress for less. And William, though, shoots up from the water and grabs onto Detective Bradbury's wig. The first mate puts up a fight about bringing more bodies and weight onto the lifeboat. But in one of the coldest, coldest lines, <laughs> Detective Bradbury says, Try to keep the boat on course for a change. Booyah, people who die. On the Titanic. <laughs> the lifeless frozen body of Will is brought onto the lifeboat, and just like a miracle, in fact, exactly like the miracle we had just seen with Detective Bradbury, Will opens his icy eyes and says he had promised that he and Angelica would see each other again, and they kiss. Pan away into the sunset? <laughs> <laughs> But it's not over, Titanic fans. Did you have on your bingo cards that it would end in an Animal House style, guess where they are now, <laughs> set of freeze frames? Well, then you're pretty fucked up because we learned that the mouse and chef start a ratatouille restaurant. Detective Sam Bradbury was actually Kojak and the dog that the, that the dead lady... <laughs> Uh, who married the now-dead banker, had gone off with him to and Fritz to stop crimes. The two thieves married the two ugly stepsisters while the Cruella de Vil analog is in jail. <laughs> and Pongo and Perdita had their Dalmatians and now live in a house with Angelica, Will, her new mom, his new grandma, and the the rest of the movie is credits that is basically the movie equivalent of putting t newspaper in shoes that are too big or to borrow y'all's essay metaphor from earlier, not quite like you made the periods 14 point font, but like the teacher said, the bibliography also counts for the page counts. Bravo, that's a great, that's solid, yeah. That's a good line. <laughs> Okay, so having a where are they now assumes oh my God. we knew who any of these characters <laughs> were yeah. and yeah. what they wanted. The yeah, idea what their motivations yeah. were? 
Because even and, the mice is just like, bet you didn't think that was the end. Well, guess what? You know, the movie literally is like, you fucking idiot. You thought that yeah. was the end of the movie, yeah. you dumbass. And then they just Ken no. burns in on like some key art. To, you, have like, not, you have not hovered over the, the bar that says that there's 15 goddamn minutes left, you fuck. <laughs> 60 minutes is too short a movie, you said. And we agreed. <laughs> and James Cameron's Titanic credits are seven minutes long so this is literally twice as long credits beautiful for a third of the length of movie uh, again i mean similar to what you were talking about is watching the movie fall off a cliff budget wise within right. a scene this is like they had a single editing session to take the 80 minute movie down to the 60 minute cut yeah and they do it and then some like paper boy comes in off the street they're like no it's gotta be 70 minutes and they're like oh <laughs> shit, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, damn we just threw out all that footage we literally burned it we yeah. only we only have 18 more <sighs> minutes on the editing bench what are we gonna do <laughs> The audacity again, I can't stress enough, the audacity to have like deleted shots that aren't in the movie in that post in that credits thing and to just imply you had other footage to work with. It just really, it's just insult to injury. Deleted is a bit of an overstatement because a lot of it's also just what we've already seen again. Yeah, there's there are a couple <laughs> shots that are always like, you could have put that in the sinking bit. You could have put that in the wrapping dog bit. What, what are they going to use it instead of one of the five takes of the same thing we've seen <laughs> the, over? Yeah, the flashback yeah. of them dancing slow oh motion wise. Y'all, the 80 minute movie is truly in my blood, in my blood, in my blood. Because <laughs> there's, I cannot express how much more flashback they utilize in oh the 80 God. minute version. Oh like when I mean, you got to pat it out. When, yeah. when we have the Will's death fake out angelica flashes back through their entire relationship <laughs> up no. until saying goodbye the saying goodbye scene they had just done <laughs> when the first mates like women and children over here like we had just seen it yeah. the and thing that happened she, like yeah. a good 30 seconds before that scene yes it's amazing she has a longer flashback than the amount of time that they've actually known each other yes. on screen <laughs> yeah I, I still can't get over the fact that they had the audacity to name one of their main characters Molly and have her be one of the three people not survived to, to not survive the Titanic. Yes. Like, That's a good Yo. point. We literally have the unsinkable Molly Brown as legend lore for the yeah. Titanic, and they were just like, fuck this. Sadly, she did not live on in this version. No. Women and children, come on, come on. Let's go. Women and children. Winnie, uh, don't sacrifice yourself for me. I will love you so We need a steersman. I volunteer. Are you a sailor? I am a yachtsman. Then get down to that boat as quick as you can. Women and children, come on, come on. Out of the way. Exhibit Che of uh, this movie being Italian filmmakers just like dunking on American iconography. When I was watching... My roommate came in during a scene with like the lady who gets her dog to wrap his leash around the banker, and you know the banker's attracted because she's got jewelry, and <laughs> assumes like, oh, is that the unsinkable Molly Brown? Like thinking it's the like seeing it as a Kathy Bates analog yeah, yeah, yeah. character, right, right, right? right? And then she 
not only dies, basically has a monologue that's just like, I have no money, all my jewelry is <laughs> fake, and uh, you know, I'm fine to drown. It's like, <laughs> this is the really life got, I live. I got nothing else going on. I'll get in the next one. I, I'm a failure, Winnie. I have no future to offer you. There's going to be a future. I was going over to find someone to bail me out of bankruptcy. I'm more better off than you are, darling. Truth is, I trapped you. And now that I've even lost Flopsy, you're it. And then through the the end credits of this movie, (laughs) having like, you know, a freeze frame, this actor as this character, as if either set (laughs) of names meant any goddamn thing to us. That was truly incredible. It was like the end of Avengers Endgame, where each of them got their own title card and their signature came on the screen. You know who this is. But only through that, and credits that I realized that the lounge singer's name was Molly. Yeah. And it right. is so funny at the end of these where are they now epilogue things that it like pulls out from this big happy picture of Will and Angelica and all the other good characters happy. And in the bottom right, it's got the Dalmatians and it says, and these dogs had their babies and they went to live with Will and Angelica since they lost Molly. Yeah. yeah. Last words spoken yeah. in this movie was being like, oh, because this lady died. They also say, here's hoping they all lived happily ever after. Yeah, besides all of the, the people, people that died. died. Well, yeah. they can't live happily ever after yeah. if they yeah, exactly. died. Hoping for that would be useless. Here to me is the most egregious bit of that, like kind of like the Titanic being a tragedy they're making light of. Like, There's a bit where like the goons like crawl into the boat and it's intercutting with like the screaming and the white shots and stuff. But then it cuts to like a little girl looking at the goons and oh, the goons yeah. are like making faces at her. And it's like, homies, read the room. Yeah. Like- <laughs> While we're on audacity, the audacity of the animators to be like, okay, the most important part of this movie is William and Angelica having their kiss. Yes. They yep. kiss and then her hair moves and nothing else. And they no. loop that about five or six times. And I was like, it's, it's crazy to be like, let's spend a lot of time on the boob jiggle. Because yeah, when we get not- to the big the big triumphant kiss, we're gonna we're gonna check out for that. Yeah. Let's it's crazy how few frames were in that animation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yet they use so much of like the goons getting out of the car being like <laughs> <laughs> Rip off Burkhardt? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Casey's, another thing. Casey's f- going down with the ship. <laughs> the final thing, dude. It's been an honor. It's been an honor video. <laughs> it's been an honor, podcasters. The final change that I think is, is to me this movie laying its thick Italian sausage down in front of James Cameron. <laughs> At the end of this 60-minute version, right? They're in the lifeboat. They come across first a body they think is Will. It's really Detective Bradbury's. <laughs> then they just come across the same animation of a body on a box. Yeah. And, Very convenient and, that he's wearing a wig that looks exactly like Will. Yeah. And, and this time it is Will. There's a shot where you see Will like, oh, help, help. Then he sinks down. And then he rises back up and dete- the detective gets on the boat. Blah, blah, blah. In the 80-minute version... Less happens in this moment. As they are rowing away, Will simply rises up out of the water. (laughs) There is no spotting his body. 
What? He is Christ-like, to be fair, in the majority of this movie. You'll even see in the 60-minute version, the shot that they use at the beginning of that scene where Will's, where it's now Will on the box asking for help, the dirty face in frame is the mustachioed oarsman from the previous scene where Will went down saving the kid. (laughs) <laughs> like they just use that shot to like make it be like yes this is will and what that takes away is this movie fucking dunking on Titanic? It's basically like saying Jack wasn't a good enough swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they both went into the water. One fell down into the abyss and the mm-hmm. other rose up triumphant <laughs> to ashes, survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the classic, if only they had wanted it more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. William, darling, it's me, Angelica. My baby. Speak to me! Please! Hello. I told you we'd be together again soon. Sorry I took so long. Every frame in this film is copied or sloppy every character's drawn kinda wrong but I loved it so much I will watch the Titanic legend as the legend goes, goes on, on and on. on. Rip off report card. <laughs> the Titanic, the animated movie, The Legend Goes On, Rip Off Report Card is brought to you by Oops All Smear Frames Productions. Everyone loves pausing an animated movie and seeing what crazy drawings have been put in between the frames. Well, at Oops All Smear Frames, the crazy drawings are our key frames. We take out the in-betweeners and pass the savings on to you. Oops All Smear Frames. Why have an elegantly drawn hamburger when you could have wacky looking steak? <laughs> there are three writers credited on today's film Camillo Tetti, also the film's director Bozena Bo Intrator, uh, who did the English translation Italy is suing us <laughs> And a third, much less Italian sounding name Jim Magon Clicking on Mr. Magon's IMDb page is being like slapped in the face with a Disney Adventures magazine. Mr. Magon is credited with creating Adventures of the Gummy Bears, DuckTales, and Tailspin, as well as writing on other Disney classics such as Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Quack Pack, and The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That's like all of Toon Disney. Oh my gosh. That's like, what a resume. Is that not enough Mickey Street cred for you? Well, he also wrote a goofy movie. But for me, the cherry on top of this Mickey-shaped Sunday is Gummy Bears, a show you will probably not be surprised to learn I was obsessed with as a child and continue to be as an adult. If you're unfamiliar with the show, stop listening to this episode and pull up the first episode on Disney+. Plus. Have you watched it? 
good. (laughs) The series takes place in a medieval fantasy world inhabited by the titular anthropomorphic gummy bears. With the help of a special potion called gummy berry juice, they bounce here, there, and, well, everywhere. You may have heard the story about how the show came to be, but I never get sick of telling it, so prepare to hear it again! In an interview (laughs) with rediscoverthe80s.com, Jim Magon recounted the tale. Quote, When Michael Eisner took over the company, he asked to meet with a bunch of, quote, creative types to talk about his new TV animation department. Michael told us about his desire to start a new division, and we all kicked around some ideas. Eisner mentioned that his kid had eaten this great new candy at summer camp, gummy bears. Then he turned to me, a total unknown, and said, quote, make me a show about that. (laughs) Quote, well, afterwards, we all thought Eisner was crazy. Who the heck makes a show about characters that get eaten? So it sat fallow for a couple weeks until I got a phone call. Where's my show? It was Eisner. I quickly started typing up some ideas about a candy-centric world. Unquote. When Michael Eisner stepped into the role of CEO at the Disney Company in 1984, Disney's reputation was in trouble. Internal strife within the feature animation studio led to a mass exodus of talent. And at the time of its release in 1985, The Black Cauldron was the most expensive animated film ever made. Gummy Bears was the very first project for Disney television animation. At the time, it seemed like a huge risk for a studio known for their high-budget animated films to enter the market of low-budget television animation. But that risk flew to soaring heights like a bear full of gummy berry juice bouncing. On the subject of the show's impact, Magon said to FullCircleMagazine.com, quote, Gummy Bears not only set the tone for other shows, it set the bar for the entire TV tune business. Other studios sat up and took notice. Again, I don't remember ever realizing that we were making history. We were just too damn busy to think about it. I do remember thinking, however, when I would watch the shows on TV, hey, I worked on that. Cool. I bet other people are watching this, too. I wonder if the other filmmakers behind Titanic, the animated movie The Legend Goes On, were also too damn busy to think that they too were making history. And that has been the Titanic, the animated movie The Legend Goes On ripoff report card. Based on a novel pushed by Sam. Sapphire! Nobody cares about the drowning people everywhere. (laughs) Eyeballs freezing, lungs losing air. (laughs) Least those Dalmatians got their airs. (laughs) About the Titanic, nobody cares. Rip off report card. Wait a minute, wait a minute, where are you going? The movie isn't over yet. Don't you want to know what happened to everybody? We're sitting really pretty. To thank us for saving him, our friend the ship's cook put us up at his new place of work, the kitchen of one of New York's fanciest restaurants. Here we have everything we need. Even Hector settled in, though he sometimes flies off on what he calls business trips. Alright y'all, I hope the lessons of this movie have sunk in. Jamie! Alright, but tell me. What from Titanic, an animated movie, the legend goes on, I think that's the order, might end up on our final test. When at the end of the movie, the dolphins rose out of the water (laughs) to help the other animals survive, I had to sit down and kind of like take a moment and just ask myself, 
What's the porpoise of all this? My entire life, I've watched cartoons and I've always thought, you know, people are screaming too much about sitting too close to the TV and all that nonsense. But watching this, maybe cartoons do rot your brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, as an animation editor, I learned a lot watching this movie. It was mostly what not to do, but it's still something that you... It's part of the learning process, you know? In honor of the style of this movie, my outro joke is the same as my intro joke. Titanic, an animated movie? No, neither. <laughs> so whoever's editing this episode, uh, for the next 25 minutes, I would like for the... Uh, songs to get replayed again and uh, our best jokes to just kind of come back and <laughs> yeah, yeah, go around random bits and yeah. just like kind of splice them together. The same bit five times in a row. The same bit five times in a row. The same bit five, best bit five, five times, times in a row. Thank you so much to our teacher, Philip Marlowe, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra, and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme music, Justin Ferrero of the Rizzos for our bed music, and Shear for our logo, and the entire Video High crew, Greg Hansen, Casey Regan, Jamie Kennedy, and me, Josh Roth. And special thanks to our guest this week, Andy Young. Andy, what do you got to plug? Well, I know I just spent two hours ripping on an animated movie for children, <laughs> but I have an animated movie for children that just came out called Merry Little Batman. Uh, so I hope uh, that you list, uh, that you all listening to it watch it and then make your podcast about how much you didn't like it and make it uh, twice the runtime of our film. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time check. We have been recording for two hours and 15 minutes, which means we are 25 <laughs> minutes shy of how long it took for the Titanic to sink. Simple Equations Podcast Network.